What a special episode this is going to be. Only took 41 episodes, but finally, finally, we have guests coming up on the podcast today. We'll go over a bunch of other news and rumors in the National Hockey League, but this is going to be an exciting one, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Episode 41 of the Second Thoughts Podcast. Let's go. And I would like to welcome you into the Second Thoughts Podcast. My name is Kyle Grimard, your host as always. Uh, we got a heck of a show coming up today. Uh, like, as always, you can stream on uh, a Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you want to follow along on Instagram and Twitter, at Second Thoughts P. And just a reminder to every Friday, I join Mike Stubbs, Voice of the London Knights, on 980 CFPL News for his show, Friday Nights, that airs from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, like I said, I come on just after 7 o'clock. We talk all the things going on in the NHL. But today is a very exciting day. Today we finally have guests coming on the podcast. The boys from the Face Off Hockey Podcast are going to be joining me. We're going to talk about the North Division. We're going to, you know, do some deep looks into the Ottawa Senators, Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, who makes the playoffs out of that gauntlet of a division. We also talk the Pittsburgh Penguins situation right now and divulge into that a little bit more. Their slow start. And then we do some bold predictions, have some fun. We get to know the guys a little bit better. Uh, Giovanni Cicillano, Mike Lasco, and Mike Cacamo. Uh, those are the individuals part of the Face Off hockey podcast. It's just super exciting. You know, I, I understand, you know, I like being able to, to run the show and do the show the way I normally do it, but it is nice having other perspectives, having other opinions, having a debate back and forth, a conversation to say the least. Uh, you know, I, the reason I wanted to do the podcast, at least to start on my own, was I'd listen to a few people. Elliot Friedman's one of them, but even he has a co-host. But I just like the, the, the vibe, like, you know, Colin Cowherd with the herd. You know, he has a, you know, he kind of does his own individual takes, but he also brings guests on and he's got Joy Taylor with him who, you know, they conduct conversations with as well. But it is going to be really nice. And like I said, moving forward, I know that the first little bit, I was kind of slow with the, with the guest thing and was, was doing a lot of individual stuff, but I'm going to try and it's maybe it's not going to be every episode, but every now and then bring on some other perspectives onto the show. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an absolute blast. If you feel like leaving me a rating or dropping a review down, I would greatly appreciate it wherever you get your podcast from. You can do so. I'm going to try and look into those and, you know, tell me some things that you like about the show, some things that maybe you want me to change or kind of switch up. Uh, by all means, I am uh, I'm very open to change. I'm very open to criticism and opinions and would love to uh, just make the show better for you. Uh, so let's get into it before we join the boys with the Face Off Hockey Podcast here. Um, you know, going around the National Hockey League last night games, things getting a little chippy between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets. This is what I was so excited about this whole Canadian division like tempers are going to start flaring more and more I saw it between uh, Calgary and and Edmonton a little bit earlier on Calgary Vancouver I saw a lot of Vancouver fans on social media you know they don't like the way Kachuk plays and that's how Kachuk plays and you know he's like the American version of Brad Marchand he gets under your skin he does some things that you don't agree with but then he scores a lot of points he's a huge impact player to the game uh, so that was a lot of fun so Toronto taking down Winnipeg 3-1 to one. Uh, Montreal looking fantastic Fantastic! They took care of the Edmonton Oilers. And like I said, Edmonton, you know, I, I felt bad because I actually really liked Miko Koskinen's game last night. And he just, he didn't have any help around him. And he, it's unfortunate because it's one of those situations where McDavid and Drysaddle were going, but your goalie was. And then the games where McDavid and Drysaddle are going, you know, your goaltending isn't there. And it's just, if that all aligns together, 
Edmonton can be one of the most dangerous teams in the NHL, but the problem is is that their goaltending, that their defense can be a little suspect. And yes, they're missing Oscar Clefbaum and you know, Mike Smith is on IR, so they're having to go to Koskinen a little bit more and just it's it's a tricky situation. It's all gotta go if if Edmonton's gonna make a click this year, and I just I don't see how all of those things are gonna happen. It's more likely that McDavid and Drysidle don't get left off the score sheet or only limited to a point each, but it's it, the goaltending one. It, it, I, I actually like Koskinen's play last night. It just it was a bad timing in Montreal. Montreal has proven to be a really good team. They are are looking to be fantastic. Uh the New York Islanders shutting up the Boston. Bruins, Simeon Varlamov, two starts, two shutouts this year. Uh, Philly getting shelled by the Sabres, six to one. Uh, St. Louis Blues coming back, beating the Sharks. Uh, Ducks shutting out the Minnesota Wild. Vegas coming on and beating the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, you know, some good games, some more action tonight. Uh, we'll get to it in just a little bit. Patrick Line for the Winnipeg Jets did not play last night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He is dealing with an upper body injury. He's listed as day to day right now. He is questionable for when the Winnipeg Jets take on the Ottawa Senators. Um, Eli. Elias Lindholm, last night, Calgary Flames, Elias Lindholm going together and taking down the Vancouver Canucks. Calgary is 2-1-1 to start the season. Vancouver 1-3. And And Elias Lindholm saying that new Calgary Flames goaltender Jacob Markstrom, worth every penny, worth the offseason splash, saying for now, quote, he deserves the contract. Uh, If you remember Markstrom signing that six-year, $36 million deal with the team, and Markstrom right now has been spectacular. He picked up his second straight win against Vancouver, his former team, crazy enough. I made 25 or 27 stops in the 5-2 victory. He shut him out earlier on this season, and Markstrom right now owns a 9.35 save percentage uh, this year. He has just looked He's look he's looked like the guy that Vancouver had last year. Like he looks that good and unfortunately for Vancouver, they have just not gotten the same goaltending. There was a lot of conversations with Thatcher Demko and if he was going to be able to play the way he did in the postseason. Obviously, he wasn't going to keep up a 985 save percentage or whatever that number was. Um Demko getting shelled four goals on 31 shots so far this season. Demko 0 and 2. Nine goals against in those two games, a 466 goals against, and just an 883 save percentage. So, uh, Trying times for Vancouver. They're still trying to figure things out. The good news for them, they did get JT Miller back in the lineup, which is a huge uh, boost for them. Once they hopefully start figuring some things out, maybe they can you know get back to their ways. They just got to get back to the simpler things. Um, you, you know, be be a tough team to play against. You know, be hardworking, and and your star players should come out and shine. But uh, Elias Pedersen, no points. He's got one assist in his first four games this year. Not the start that they were wanting from him uh, either. Uh, moving over, Arizona Coyotes captain Oliver Ekman Larson expected to miss about three to four weeks with a lower body injury. The team confirmed yesterday. Uh, you know, Ekman Larson suffered the injury late in third period back on Saturday's game against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, he took a hit from behind the net from Sharks forward Evander Kane. You know, he's one of those guys, you know, uh, you know, head coach uh, Rick Tockett said that he's just one of those guys. You pencil him in every single game for 20 plus minutes. He's power play. He's PK. You know, as much commotion there was about Ekman Larson in the offseason, he's kind of an important piece to the Arizona Coyotes. Like he is the he is their number one defenseman on the left hand side. He plays both ends power play PK, obviously, um, you know, five on five play. And he's just he is a guy that, you know, when you don't have a ton of other names. Right, I know they got Jacob Chickering in, but it's it's not what Ekman Larson is 
is just he's been your guy. It's it's when you get a crutch, when you get comfortable with something, you rely too heavily upon it. And I think that's what Arizona was doing with Ekman Larson. I think with him out of the lineup, they're going to realize how important and integral he is to that organization. Maybe that might change their mind and maybe think again, well, well, he might actually be worth his contract. A lot of people are questioning his contract for some reason, even though he had like 40 or 45 points last year and still a contributor, just Arizona. And they also made the playoffs. So anyways, we'll see what happens. But uh, tough news for Ekman Larson being out for the next three to four uh, weeks. Um, and this is, fu- this is a fun story, too, that I wanted to quickly bring up. One of the NHL's most quietly impressive streaks came to an end. Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Dougie Hamilton uh, failed to record a shot on goal for the first time since April 5th of 2016. That ended a streak of 296 consecutive games, according to NHL.com's Michael Smith, where he at least recorded one shot on net. It was the longest active streak in the NHL. If you remember, former uh, Hall of Famer, or Hall of Famer, sorry, Ray Bork, holds the all-time record of 360 straight games with a shot on goal. This is dating back to when they first started counting the statistic, which is crazy enough because Ray Bork is a defenseman, Dougie Hamilton was a defenseman. Like, it's crazy how the defensemen have that mark. Uh, Alex Ovechkin and Jeff Carter have both come close, actually, to Bork's streak. Both were about 45 games away, according to TSN's Frank Cervelli. He wrote that back in 2017. Now, Dougie Hamilton still picked up a point in Carolina's 4-2 win, but uh, Dougie's going to have to start a brand new streak coming Tuesday against the uh, Nashville Predators. Toronto Maple Leafs news forward Nick Robertson is set to miss the next at least four weeks due to a knee injury uh, confirmed by uh, head coach Sheldon Keefe on Monday. He said Robertson was uh, on the injured list in the first period after Saturday's clash with the Ottawa Senators. He took a, he took a hard shot and you know the, the results for Robertson are good but he still is expected to miss uh, four weeks. It was so unfortunate. It was is it NHL regular season debut. Um, you know just tough news. He was such a he's such a promising prospect still. Uh, uh, he played in four playoff games. You remember last year, he had a goal and, you know, is speedy, had 50 plus goals in the Ontario Hockey League, a guy they really wanted to, you know, integrate into the lineup. If you remember too, in the, uh, during the off season, he omitted himself from the World Junior Hockey Championship team uh, with the United States to train for the upcoming season in hopes of making the team. Toronto so deep on the wings they kind of fluctuated in and out he didn't start opening night but he got in his first game against Ottawa unfortunately though just getting out with an injury uh, some tough news there hopefully he's back in four weeks feeling healthy ready to go and uh, can come in and make an impact with the team uh, the Dallas Stars look to get their NHL season underway as they are aiming at a Friday return date to begin the new year. Upwards of 17 players evidently were placed on the COVID list and uh, had a few of their first couple of games in series postponed. Uh, they are looking to, again to return this Friday. A couple of players back on the ice at practice. So hopefully as things go well, no other cases come up. Dallas can look to start their NHLs. It's funny, right? You're thinking like, all right, NHL's underway and you look over and Dallas is like, hey, what about us? We haven't started yet, so uh, hopefully everything is good over there and, uh, and Dallas can get going with their NHL regular season. And goaltender Sergei Bobrovsky looks to be back and healthy and ready to go as he is set to make his first start tonight versus the New Jersey Devils. He was held, uh, held out of the first couple of games by Florida, just deemed unfit to play. Took some time off, got back at practice, looks good to go. Uh, head coach uh, Joel Quenville saying he looks great, he looks ready to go. We got to get uh, Bob into the lineup. So good for Sergei Bobrovsky. Hopefully he can rebound 
rebound from last year's uh, season with Florida, looking for a bounce back. But Borowski's one of those guys that he's kind of like an off and on goalie. Like one year, he's like the Vesna candidate. Then the next year, he has like a sub 900 save percentage. Then the next year, he's like 932. Like he's all over. But like when he's on, he's one of the best goalies in the NHL. So uh, hopefully he can get back to that form tonight against New Jersey. All right, that's uh, caught up for the majority of the news here. Like I said, if you want to stream along on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Second Thoughts Podcast at Second Thoughts P on Instagram, Twitter. But now we have a special treat for you today as we finally have our first guests right here on the Second Thoughts Podcast. Uh, These guys had me on actually their show a while back last year, and it only seemed fitting to bring them on as our first guests of the show. They are the gentlemen from the Face Off Hockey Podcast. They are on Twitter and Instagram at Face Off Puck Pod. They're also streaming on YouTube. They do a bunch of incredible things. Giovanni Cicillano, Mike Lasco, and Mike Cacamo, uh, the three guys that make up the Face Off Hockey Podcast. And it, they're an absolute blast to listen to. They have a ton of fun conversations, as you'll hear later on in the interview, about some of the things that they do on their show. Make sure you go check them out. But without further ado, let's throw it over. Second Thoughts podcast, and I am uh, I'm very excited because it's only fitting that the first time I was brought onto a podcast were of these three gentlemen here, and it only makes sense to bring these guys on. They are the boys of the Face Off Hockey podcast, uh, Giovanni, Mike, and Michael. I'm going to go through all of it afterwards, but we're just going to go Gio, uh, Mikey, and Tack. Uh, boys, welcome in. This is awesome. Thanks, Thanks yes, for having let's us. Let's do it. Thanks for having us. Trifecta of voices. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll just, I want to go around the table here. I mean, we haven't talked in, in some time when you guys brought me on. We kind of messaged here and there, but I mean, how have things been going with you guys? I can see like the podcast is blowing up. You guys got a sponsor up and ready to go. You guys are doing all sorts of unbelievable video footage. Uh, I mean, Gio, I'll start with you. I mean, how, how have things been going with, with quarantine, COVID and everything like that? What's been going on? Oh man, it's it's a grind, right? And I know I'm not the only one in that position. Yeah, we've mentioned a bunch of times on our show. I think we've even told you, like, we have a studio ready to go, but obviously COVID's holding us back from getting in the studio. So we're just trying to, you know, progress the podcast in other ways. We we do have a sponsor, Bean Bundle. Uh, if you have any listeners who love coffee, go check out BeanBundle.com. Shameless little plug there. <laughs> I um, read right here. Let's do the ad read right let's, here. Let's give it in one minute in. Um, but yeah, things are good, man. Things are good. You know, we uh, I reached out to you. We want to have you back on our our show as well so whenever you're ready to do that let's do it but uh you know i'm just i think i speak for everyone here i'm just happy hockey's back 116 straight days i think it was yeah. so let's keep going with that but yeah everything's going good i mean mikey let's go to you now man how things been going i love the uh Thornton jersey in the background yeah. it's uh he's looked good i mean first two games were a little rocky third game he looked a lot more settled in uh i mean it only makes sense with uh with the fact that they didn't have any exhibition games and they had yeah. like a scrimmage to get things right so yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Jumbo's no amateur out there. Uh, it's it's nice to see him. I mean, you're right. The first two games were a little rough. Uh, but I think that's fair to say for anyone who's joining a new team, uh, especially Joe. It's it's harder to to sort of mesh with all these younger players at, at his age, I would imagine, anyways. Uh, but yeah, Jumbo Joe got the jersey. Love it. Uh, he got his first goal. I'm excited. Hockey's back. Uh quarantine i mean this is our studio i'm in our studio right now it's my basement uh it's all ready to go like geo said uh i know geo's been working hard sort of pumping out content he does a lot of the editing for us as well so 
uh, kudos to him. He's been working his ass off, uh, his butt off. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's been doing, he's been doing well. So, uh, and, and I can, I think, uh, Kak and I are we're primarily just trying to support, uh, geo with the content and then Kak, uh, Kak does a lot. You know what? I'm kind of just here. I'm kind of like the third, <laughs> the third man here, you know, uh, these guys kind of, they kind of hold me up a little bit. So I, I always appreciate them for that. Kat getting endorsed right there. And I love the fact too, because I was going to bring this conversation up a little bit later on. You've got the, the Vegas Golden Knights jersey on. I see you've got the C. Is that is that your name on the pack or is that actually Stone? No, I got this the day Stone got uh, the captaincy. So awesome. there was no, well, I, 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 I wanted to open it on the show, but the stupid people at FedEx left it in the friggin' warehouse in Woodbridge. So of course it came the morning after, but I thought maybe I did get the Stone jersey because I didn't know. Someone, someone surprised me. I have friends, right, I guess. Flip but, around. Uh, oh, flip it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's my last name. There you go. With the number 92, you can see it on Instagram. Thanks for coming. Uh, but how... Uh, quarantine COVID I got some it's it's you know I've gotten used to it I mean it's the situations what the situation is I mean I've got other projects too that I'm trying to work through and sift through with COVID I told you before we went to record I do listen to your show every now and then some days I'll take a nice bath and I'll put on a hockey podcast and maybe you know second thoughts comes up and uh, there is one word I kind of wanted to ask you about Kyle you said it the other day and I can't get it out of my head what does schmorp mean oh god you know what happens sometimes when you hit record and you're in the middle of this, this intense, this intense break, you're, you're right in the middle of it. And, and a word comes out, but you're just so in depth with the conversation. You let it go. And sometimes you don't catch it in the editing and every now and then something slips. Well, I know. Cause I, I was, I was interesting. I'm like, huh? I'm like, I've never heard that one before. I like it. Maybe I'll work it into my own vocabulary. One of these days. I don't know if that was a word you made up or if you heard it somewhere. I mean, if I pulled it off to the point where you think it was a word, I'll take it. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, Cac is definitely going to add it to his. uh, Cac likes to pick one word and then he and then he likes to use it. Like I would say for about three days, and runs with it, it. abuses it, it. and then tosses it out and on to the next one. On to the next one, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, The Face Off Hockey Podcast. You can check out Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at Face Off Puck Pod. Um, You you know, you guys have your own kind of unique specialties and whatnot. And you know, Dio, I'll start with you again. You're you're obviously a writer as well for the uh, for the hockey writers. You cover the Ottawa Senators. You know, this is a team that you know, arguably, over the last 12, 18 months, has done a really good job with garnering draft picks, getting young talent, and really, you know, done the right thing in rebuild. They've gotten off a lot of players that, you know, were fan favorites. You know, the Mark Stone trade was obviously a tough one to swallow. When, when Carlson got traded, um, you know, there were a lot of question marks for, for what Ottawa was doing as an organization. They've done an incredible job at bringing guys in, acquiring draft picks, going over with teams who they knew were up against the cap and bringing guys in. They brought in a guy like Braden Coburn. They grabbed a second-round pick, and they spent a second-round pick to grabbing Derek Stefan to just plug him into the lineup. What do you envision this team's expectations, not just for this year, but moving forward? Yeah, well, it's funny you say this. Quickly, I'll start off by saying when I started writing for the Senators, I actually went through two different teams before I even got to Ottawa. They were on the list of five available. I said Detroit, couldn't do Detroit. I said Vancouver, and then I was kind of forced into Ottawa, and I was like, man, as a diehard Leaf fan, this is going to be a tough one. Like, just got to follow these sends. But you know what? I've grown accustomed to it. I've grown to actually really like them, and I really like what they're doing. And I was talking with the boys about this off the air on our own show Ottawa this year, they're starting to look a lot like, or it feels like 
what the Toronto Maple Leafs were doing when Mike Babcock first got here. You had a lot of young guys in the system. You know, Tim Stutzla, I think he's going to be a stud. Me and Mikey love him. Uh, I'm pretty sure Cac loves the way he plays too. I, I call him Studsla, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I think he's going to be an unreal player, but I don't think he's going to be Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, he's just got that one extra step of goal scoring ability. But anyway, different conversation. But they have young prospects. They have a star who they can build around. You got guys like Kachuk, Batherson, Norris, who can end up being like a Marner, Nylander, Kapanen. You know, Sons, Kapanen getting traded. Um, it, it looks like that. They bring in guys like Stepon, Coburn, Paquette. They spend draft picks. They get the draft pick back. It, Pierre Dorian, he's done a fantastic job. Um, he should get GM of the year, whatever. It doesn't matter how Ottawa finishes. <laughs> but in the future, you know, if Matt Murray can get back to the way he played for Pittsburgh in those playoff runs, and yes, you know, he filled in, didn't play a lot of time, kind of like a Jordan Bennington times two kind of guy. Um, I think it can work out really well in the future. It all depends on Eugene Melnick, and I hate it because I'm literally writing an article right now about the Senators maybe should go after Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I was talking about how Columbus can't hold on to guys. Bobrovsky, Panarin, Anderson, um, there's one other, Duchesne. Yes, trades, free agents, all that, but they can't hang on to their guys. Ottawa, Carlson, Stone, Duchesne again, and mainly it's because you, Melnick doesn't want to pay them. They just don't want to stay. They don't want the market, but... Anyways, I'm going on a rant. Uh, I think I think the future looks bright in Ottawa. You know, they're going to have ups and downs just like the Leafs had ups and downs in their first year. But it's going to be moral victories. Oh, they lost two to one, but they were right there. They tried hard every game. And I we saw it this weekend, right, with uh, against the Leafs. They actually destroyed the Leafs in that one game, dominated in the second half of that game. Maybe we'll rant about that. But, yeah, I'm liking the way they're looking. I think Stutzel is going to be a stud, Studsla. And uh, we'll see what happens. It, it, North Division is going to be tough, but I think it's going to be really good for their development. I just want I want the other boys here to hear the fact that Gio, you said GM of the year, Pierre Dorian. I just want I, to put that one well, out right there. When you have Eugene Melnick, that's like you have a like one hand tied behind your back. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. it's a tough God. enough job as it is. You're not Seriously. wrong there, Kai. Spartacat uh, is now doing the social media account now. They've fired so many people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kat, we move on to you here then, because I want to ask you. Vegas Golden Knights jersey. I know that you've been a fan since day one. Being a hockey fan for probably a lot longer than the Vegas Golden Knights were around, <laughs> what made you want to be a Vegas Golden Knights oh. fan? And was there a team originally that you were a fan of? Are you with multiple teams? Did you abandon ship? What's the story? You know, I'm between teams right now. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so, Kyle, it's a nice story. It's a fun story to tell because everyone thought I bandwagoned during the first year of the playoffs, and I completely did not. Uh, I came out of the womb with a Habs jersey, uh, not literally, folks, metaphorically speaking. Uh, Jays and Habs were my life for a long time. But when the Vegas Golden Knights uh, came into the league, um, I was actually there. And I, I was there in July when they started getting all the merch and all that stuff. You couldn't find anything Vegas Golden Knights. I'm telling you. I am telling you. I couldn't find anything other than T-Mobile Arena. And I went there twice because that's how Canadian I am. And I just bought a bunch of merch for all my friends and family. And as a joke, uh, Montreal was not expecting to do well. And it was like the third game of the season. And I'm with my friends at Boston Pizza having pizza burgers. And I said to my friends, I said, man, I got so much Vegas Golden Knights stuff now in my room. I don't know what to do with it. And they're like, well, you can give it to us. And I said, no. And I said, well, here's the thing. If the, if the Habs lose this game, 
I'm going to be a Vegas Golden Knight fan and I'm going to be <laughs> annoying about it. And sure enough, the Habs lost. Now, I love my Habs, man. It's like, you know, it's like your first wife. You, you have a special kinship to them. Right. But like Vegas, you know, I just got so in tune with the people there. I met people there. I met the season ticket holders there. And I just I was like, my goodness, this thing I for years thought it would never work. And I when I was there a couple of times I was there and I'm like, this could work. Now it helps when you're on a Stanley cup run, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, but you know, it, uh, that really helped a lot, but just getting to know the, the season ticket holders and the fans, it's just, it's completely crazy. And getting this gold Jersey, I was waiting till they got a third Jersey. Cause I don't like that gray one. So, you know, someone <laughs> hooked me up with the gold one. one eh? I didn't, you know, I was like, really that I'm like, it's called the golden Knights, not the silver gray, mute gray garbage. Just doesn't like gray. Crap. He doesn't no. like gray in general. No, no, I don't like it's black or white, not shades of gray. That's how I look at life. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, when this came out, I was uh, I was like, oh, I want that one day. And then someone was like, Santa's coming a little late this year. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> and then this is what I got. So. So, yeah, I love Le Vegas. Can't wait to go back. Uh, they just got to, you know, be smart about some some things. That's all. <laughs> yeah seriously i'm not just hockey related with uh, a few other things um all right mikey let's go on to you here and you yes, know sir. it was very obvious with the joe thornton jersey in the back you're a big leafs guy as well um you know I, one question that i want to ask and we can also go around the room here i talked about this on last friday's episode of the podcast after two games in the nhl season you can see everyone and like we're probably all at some point guilty of this oh, both yeah. reactions especially due to the fact that there are no that there are no like preseason games, barely any training camp, new players and new new environments and all that. What do you think was one of the bigger overreactions after the first couple of games for the Leafs? Um, you know what? It's so hard to just pick one because as a fan, <laughs> thing, we uh, we're broken. That should be the overreaction itself. It. <laughs> you know, it just the, the fact that there were too many for me to choose yeah. says what it says something in its own. Uh, but as a fan base, we're broken. We're broken <laughs> as as a people. Uh, they have worn us down. We have we're we're grasping at, at threads here, right? So uh, it, it's been tough. But I think the biggest overreaction. It's like a lot of people want TJ Brody gone after two games. You know the the you guy. Saw some? I didn't see any of that. I what? I saw I saw a couple TJ Brody wow. tweets out there. Yeah. Uh, I, I let's, let's set up by couple, saying I saw played terribly. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he did, so and then what? he came back and had one of the best games. Well, well his yeah. best game of the season the very yeah. next night. Yeah, third third game in, he's he's bounces back <laughs> after two. It has his best game of the of the season three games in. Yeah, so I I and maybe that's a little bias on my part because I I have talked to a few people who have said you know we got another uh, Tyson Berry here and TJ Brody Oof. whatever. I think we should give him a little bit more time to just develop his game, especially when he's had no preseason time. He's coming into a new team. He's coming in to a new division, a new, a new conference. So uh, it's so that on its own was a little bit of an overreaction for me. Uh, a lot of people going after Freddie Anderson for yeah. his weeks, for his, uh, his week start after the first two games, nine goals in, uh, uh, but to be fair, I was one of those people. I mean, I, I've been a big proponent of, you know, Freddie Anderson is not the problem with this team. It's our defense. It's the heart. It's the mentality of the group. Uh, the first two games, and I know Freddie starts off slow. 
he didn't look very good. And it kind of was concerning to me a little bit. And I think it might've been that bit of the aha moment that I had was like, okay, maybe he is, you know, maybe he's not <laughs> the, the goalie that we need him to be. Uh, I'll backtrack and say, obviously two games into the season, like I said, we know Freddie has a slow start. That was an overreaction on my part. Uh, that, and also William Nylander, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. So <laughs> William Nylander obviously had a great first game. Um, second game, not very good. So for me, you know, I, I jumped and said, William Nylander has earned his contract, whatever. Second game, I had already changed my mind. So, <laughs> I mean, you're asking me. Trade him away. You're, you're asking me what, <laughs> it's exactly right. So you're, you're asking me what the biggest overreaction is. And really I'm one of those people who overreact to just about everything that I read about the Leafs, everything that I watch on the ice, every little play. I, I like to over dissect things, over analyze things. Uh, and I think it's just because as a fan base, we are a broken people. So uh, I will attribute it to that, but I think it, I think Leafs nation definitely needs to calm down a little bit. Let these guys play a little bit. Good luck. Uh, see what happens. <laughs> like Gio said, it's it's such a competitive uh can eat like the North Division is so competitive. Uh I, I'm just excited to see what's gonna happen at this point. I'm not even really like obviously Leaf fan, big Leaf fan. I don't I don't even know if I'll be mad if they, they don't even do well because it's it's obviously such a special year, but it's also it's very hard. It's very You're difficult. Numb. Yeah, I mean, I, I I saw that about the the Canadian division. I actually tweeted something out. I said I could realistically see six of the seven teams in this division winning this. Whether it's McDavid and Drysaitel just go on a tear for thirty games and they're just too far ahead. Vancouver doesn't lose as much of a step as a lot of people thought they were going to. Toronto trying maybe finally figures it all out. Calgary because attaining those pieces from Vancouver finally gets you know some things going. Um, you know, in Montreal, uh, you know, a, a lot of people criticize them. Uh, about some of the deals that they made. I mean, I originally, and this is the one thing I got behind this last episode when they made that trade where they traded away Max Domi and got Josh Anderson. I remember seeing that and going, I don't think they're going to win this deal. I think Domi is more of a heart and soul guy. But the problem with that is, is that we didn't see enough of it from Josh Anderson over the last year. And that the year prior, he came off a 27 goal season. That first game, I immediately said, I take it all back. I'm much <laughs> on that trade. They, I, I took it all back. Since I, then, Domi averages under 14 minutes a night on the ice. I listened to that episode, and I have a, a, a funny story Gio doesn't like when I tell it, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh, so that morning, I kind of said to my brother, I said, I could see a scenario where Domi and Anderson swap, but, I, but the third round pick, because you know there were other teams going after him, I supply Todd, and I supply Todd jo uh, Anderson's cousin, and I said, somehow... Find, tell your cousin to go to Montreal. They'll utilize him properly there. And sure enough, what happened? That first game, man, I went to that sweet land of vindication. It was beautiful. But we'll see in year five, six, and seven of that deal what, how we feel about it. Yeah, that's the other thing. But like he's he's 26. He's in the prime of his career. Yeah, he's locked up to a cap that's around five and a half. But you're banking on him being in the prime. And maybe he doesn't get to that 26, 27, even 30 goal plateau over the course of a regular season. But if he gets you 20 to 25 and maybe 50 points playing with Suzuki and playing with Druan, or maybe it's playing with someone else. Like, can you not envision that moving forward? Do you not like him playing with Suzuki? I know I, I love Suzuki. It's the other one I don't like. Oh, Druin. Yeah. <laughs>
I think I honestly think when I saw that deal, I I loved it. And we have a friend of ours who's actually going to be the listener of the month for us coming up. He uh, he's a diehard Habs fan, and he texts me right away, and he goes, "What's what's Bergman doing? Like, who's Josh Anderson?" And I said, "Buddy, all you got to know is don't look at last year, and if you get a healthy Josh Anderson, you're looking at a Tom Wilson type guy." And he goes, "Perfect, sign me up." <laughs> And right through the first game against the Leafs, Josh Anderson was all over the place. He was making plays. He was throwing the body. And I remember thinking, I'm like, if he can do that for how many years did he sign again? Six, seven? Seven. Five, seven. seven years. If he can do that for five of the seven years, and just like you said, Kyle, not even score 30 goals, but get 20, 25, and run some people over and let Suzuki or Kakanyemi, whoever he's playing with, do their thing, great deal. Well, and and a player like that too, where do they get utilized the most? Where do they like really rise? Postseason. Like that's a postseason player for Montreal. They could have used him last year when they when they played Philly and they took Philly to seven games. Imagine a Josh Anderson in that series. You need him. You need him on every on every single competitive hockey team. You need a player like Josh Anderson. I have been throwing out there, and maybe this is an overreaction too, but I'm like, I would trade. So just watching Toronto versus Ottawa. I've been watching Brady Kachuk a little bit and I love the way that he plays. I love, I love that he was second uh, in the league with hits last year. Uh, You know, I love that kind of grit grinding uh, mentality, that style of play. So I said, why don't we trade one of our highly skilled forwards for a gritty player like Brady Kachuk, like a Nylander for Kachuk straight swap, something like that. I don't uh, think Ottawa does that deal. That's I what I said. Ottawa, yeah, I why would Ottawa does said. that deal? Ottawa yeah. would go ha, 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 in French. Yeah, up. exactly. Anyways, so so that's that's. I'm just kind of throwing that in there and just saying I agree with you that that is the postseason kind of player that you're going to need. And if you don't, if you lock that player, mm. unfortunately, you can do whatever you want in the regular season. I just don't think you, you have what it takes to bring you up that next level you know i i also think that josh anderson yeah injured but he was kind of getting stifled with the columbus system like it's more defensively structured you know i like there had to be more than injury to why he was only relegated to one goal and it was how he was being utilized i i i just for years i was saying josh anderson would be perfectly utilized in a situation with the habs because they have they have Brendan Gallagher, true, but they they need a bruiser that can score, like a Milan Lucic, but with brains. Like that's just to me, that's what we needed. And Josh <laughs> Anderson fills the void. I don't care, whatever. But like, <laughs> what are they gonna do? The Bruins fans give me a dirty look. But yeah. like, so you know, um, he's so wicked smart. <laughs> he's not though. So 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 yeah. So I mean, I just I was so happy when the trade happened, and then de- to get to Foley, holy for four point two five. I'm like, is this my birthday already? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, and Toffoli's playing third-line minutes too, which yeah, just blows my mind. Insane. I agree. But that was the other problem, I think, in Columbus was the fact that, yeah, you had Anderson, but you also had, you know, this this rookie, I think, last year, and Oliver Bjorkstrand, who came on and scored 20-plus goals. You've got Cam Atkinson, who's a, a proven 30-goal uh, scorer over the course of a season when healthy. So, like, they were running out of spots for him too. Montreal, I think, knew – we're playing you here. We're playing you with skill, guys. You go in, bang the body, keep your stick on the ice. They're going to feed you tappins all day. And we had two other third-round picks that, you know, we had in our in our back pocket. So here, take our lowest-ranked third-round pick. Perfect. Goodbye, Domi. We don't miss you. Well, I'm, I'm literally just looking at Domi's stats right now, and through three games Columbus has played, he's, he's a minus four. Yeah, See what I mean? We don't I miss mean, you. Yeah. Well, is, what's his time on ice, too? It's, it's under 14, isn't it? Uh, his, let's see his average time on ice. Let's see if I can find that. 
But go ahead, continue. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's yeah, fourteen just, and a half minutes. I, yeah, I, okay. I feel bad for Domi, man. Like that guy was a. Oh, I, I thought he was a good player. Like I, he, I still think he's a good player. I think he deserves coaster. a shot somewhere else. Yeah, I know. I he had that, seventy but. points. Like I'm not yeah, saying we don't I miss don't. you in the sense that uh, oh you sucked. It's just that Cockneyemi Suzuki during that playing round and the playoffs just completely skyrocketed in their progress. What are you gonna do? You can have Phil Deneau, right? Like. I mean, you, you don't keep that guy for the fourth line. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, I, I want to stick with this North division here, and I just want to discuss, you know, it, there's there's only four spots of these seven teams. And like I said, I think six of the seven of them could win it. If, if, if you're picking right now, if you're going to go down the list, pick the four teams, who who are you picking to, to, to make it to the postseason? Um, let's, let's start with you, Mikey. Ooh, uh, okay. On the I'm spot, go- on the spot. <laughs> on the spot, I like it. I like it. I'm gonna go with Montreal, Toronto. Against my better judgment, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Edmonton will squeak by, even though things aren't looking too good for them right now. Um, and I think Vancouver, you know, similar situation. Things aren't looking too good for them either. I think they'll they'll probably squeak through. It's been tough. Like Calgary, you know, they they added a good goaltender, so I think they they have a good chance as well. But uh, yeah, I'm going with those four: Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, and Edmonton are going to be my four. I mean, Joe, let's. I, I want to go to you now. Um, yeah. Do you have as much hype with the Ottawa Senators to put them in there? Uh, well, you know what, man, it's tough because like a part of me wants to, but, uh, I, I really don't see them throughout the long haul. Maybe if they go on a stretch, you know, 56 games is short. So if you go on five, six games in a row, you can knock off some points. You can get those dreaded three point games as coaches and GMs hate to say, um, I know Pierre Dorham is already upset that the Leafs Habs game went to a three point game, but anyway, I think I'm going to go with my four. I think Toronto's going to get in just because. Yeah, they have to. <laughs> they literally have to. If you don't, like, what what, what are you doing? They have to get in. So I'm going with Toronto. Um, I'm going to go with Edmonton. And the reason I say Edmonton, I know they're in some goaltending trouble right now. They just really just got Miko Koskinen. I don't, I don't think Mike Smith, they sent him on waivers, did they not? I don't know if anyone claimed him. or Pretty he's sure he's on or something. I think Yeah, he's, he's on IR. Yeah, injured. that's it. Um, but if Connor McDavid has a night like he did the other night where he's got five points, it doesn't matter how good you're playing. He will torch you. So I'm saying Edmonton gets in there and I'm going to go with Calgary. And I, I got to go with Montreal, man. You got Carey Price. You've got Shea Weber. And you've got some playoff guys. Toffoli, Gallagher, Anderson. You know, if Kotkaniemi Suzuki can step up again, it's going to be tough. And it hurts to leave Vancouver and Winnipeg out. Like, it's tough. You got Connor Hellebuck. The guy won the Vesna. Vancouver, yeah, they lost Jacob Markstrom, who could have won a Vesna, but you're getting Braden Holt, but you got Thatcher Demko, you got Nate Schmidt to replace Tanev, you got Quinn Hughes, Patterson, Besser. It's tough, man. It's going to be a squeak, but I, I'm going to go with like Montreal and or <sighs> I can't even decide. It's man. So ridiculous. Right? I can't even decide. Uh, yeah, if I'm going to nail down four, I'm going to go with Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal. Oh, no, um, for you, CAC. Vegas. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Toronto. Uh, the Leafs, as always, they go as far as Freddie Anderson can take them. Fortunately, Freddie Anderson is good in you know in in small small doses. He's eventually going to get his game back. Toronto's really good up until Game 60. Thank goodness that it, the season's only 56 oh, games perfect. long. Game four of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. There we go. There we go. So Toronto. Yeah. I, like if they don't make it, torch like 
full house gone. Uh, Montreal for all the reasons. I like Calgary. I would have said Edmonton up until like I've been watching the Edmonton games and they've just there's there's only so much that I think that Drysidel and McDavid can do. They're there have so many holes on defense. Their goaltending is sus. I'm I'm gonna say Edmonton just because you know it's hard to bet against McDavid, but I wouldn't be surprised if Winnipeg or Vancouver sneaks in. Um I've also yeah. seen on Edmonton, they're already asking how many more games do we have Tyson Berry for? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, uh, and I replied to a couple of those tweets. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, so we told you, we told you when, yeah, when yeah, it's like, sorry. that's <laughs> the thing. Leafs fan. Like, were you not, where were you last year? That's all Leaf fans were complaining about Tyson Berry, Cody Cece and Mike Babcock. There was only three things. Those so, are the three <laughs> biggest names I've heard at the first week of the season. Oh, oh Babcock back on TV. Cece still brutal and Tyson Berry. He's still brutal. Yeah. So I Wait, think Tyson Berry can't play defense. What? Yeah, that is so that is brand new information. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Edmonton, McDavid and Drysidel will, you know what? They're going to pull that ship. They're going to pull it. It might sink, but they're going to do their best. I don't, uh, I don't think Adam Larson has been good the last year and a half. He's been horrible. He's been horrible uh, to start this yeah. Year. I just, I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, to think that people thought you were going to be a first overall pick. Ooh. Uh, it's that it was a fair deal for Taylor Hall. Oh my God. Hey that, man, that, Ottawa that, had it. Wild. Uh, Ottawa had a uh, Taylor Hall for Cody Cece, but Eugene got in the way of that. Stupid it's helmet. It's, that it's crazy though. I mean, even to even to think how it still goes back to that Hall uh, Larson trade still after all these years. I mean, that's pretty wild, right? Like it's it's been a it's been a. I think that hurt Edmonton in a lot of different ways, actually. Um, but I, I do want to throw out there. Uh, I agree with Cac the McDavid uh, dry cycle. I don't think they got what it takes to bring that team. Uh, I think they're obviously two really really good players. Uh, I think they're going to squeak into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to too much after that unfortunately uh but yeah i i it's tough to say i think vancouver's got a young really good core group as well uh and and then uh you know a couple teams that could squeak in so it's tough to say sorry i, I would have went into more detail kyle but i thought you were getting ready to kick us out of here so <laughs> I, I i saw that the little little prompt came up but i mean right yeah. now, i don't have a time limit on it right now so i mean we'll we'll, we'll go as far as this lets yeah. us you know what's yeah. funny between the four of us I have the same consensus as you three. I have Toronto, Montreal. Yeah. Wow. I have Montreal is like, I, the way I watch them play, they're a hardworking team, but on top of that, they have the talent. Like Montreal is just a more talented Ottawa, in my opinion. Like they've got all of the talent there. Ottawa has talent. They're just yeah. not there yet. Like they've got the draft capitals. They've got their picks. They've got their young guys. They're just they're not, more they're not there yet. So I think yeah. like Ottawa, I'm like, that's a team you got to watch in two to three years. So I've got Toronto, Montreal. I have yeah. Calgary solely based on the fact that I think they upgraded in every position. And this was one thing I mentioned in, in the offseason. Over, over last year, they had the first line of Sean Monaghan, Johnny Gaudreau, and Elias Lindholm. What they've done this year is Elias Lindholm can also play center. So they've moved Elias Lindholm to center. They put Kachuk on his wing, Dylan Dubé on his right. And now you've got Gaudreau and Monaghan on your second line. The depth that that team now has, and you've got Michael Backlund as a third-line center, like all of a sudden that team's fairly deep down the middle. They added basically three three players from Vancouver, all pretty integral players that played yeah. a big part in them going to the postseason. Agreed. Like if, if they don't make the playoffs, kind of like you what you guys said uh, with Toronto, like if they don't make the playoffs this year, like 
you got to like one of them's got to go. Like Goodrow's got to go, Monahan's got to go because yeah. they've, they've had that tandem for what four, five, six years now. Yeah. Yeah. They've came up around the same time as the Leafs did. Yeah, what well, Goudreau didn't have the the you know the potency he he did in his scoring no. last year yeah. as as we're sort of accustomed to, right? So he's not Johnny Hockey anymore. It's tough. You're right. I mean, the, yeah. the windows <sighs> dwindling away for them. I think. Tree Living gave him the toys. Tree Living gave him the toys. It's up to them now. The answer is in the room. Yeah, and they've got the goaltending. You've still got Mark Giordano, Noah Hannafin on the left. You have Rasmus Anderson, Brand Panov on the right. Like you're like your top four solidified. Your forward, like I I could I have to see Calgary make the playoffs. They have to at this point. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. I have uh and then my last team, and I'm debating between these two. I I, I it's a toss-up for me between Winnipeg and Vancouver, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, like I, think, Winnipeg. I think if there's a player like like as a goaltender who a guy who can carry you to a postseason, hell about did it last year. I don't think Winnipeg got worse and they added Paul Stasny to their to their core up, up front. So yep. now they've got a little bit more depth to play with up front. I think for defense, they know their system a little bit better. And for goaltending, continue to do that. I just I, Edmonton to make the playoffs. Basically, they have to win every game five, four, six, five. Like yeah. they're not winning a one nothing, two nothing. It's like game, the Leafs last year. Like that's, that's how I, that's what I would compare Edmonton to is the Leafs last year, right? Like they were, their defense was obviously a soft spot and with Edmonton. It's their goalie, but you know, they, they were going to have to outscore their opponents. They were, they were winning games seven, six or seven, five. Right. So I think, I think you're right there. I think it's going to have to be a similar situation, but what do you think? I, I just want to ask you, Kyle, cause I think it's insane that McDavid is going to miss the playoffs again. And like, you know, I don't, I what do well, he might what, not, but like I just yeah. well, three I, games I, in, man. Like no, 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 he's calling it. points in fifty six games this year. <laughs> yeah, like he yeah, can yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. You're right. So that maybe is a bit of an overreaction there on its own, but uh, I'm saying you think that McDavid's going to miss the playoffs, right? So what do you, what happens with him? Like, do they just continue to waste his prime or what? Yeah. They're locked into, <laughs> I mean, but what, I mean, surely this guy's going to be like unhappy. He's going to, things have to change. No, like, I, I, mean, I don't know. You, you'd think it would, but I it's it's so much different in hockey. Like, we see these blockbuster trades happen in, in the NBA, NBA all the time. You see them in football, too. Like, Deshaun Watson is probably not playing another game in Houston anymore. Crazy. In hockey, it's so much different. And I know the old saying, like, if Gretzky get traded, anybody can get traded. But it, there's a lot there's a lot more difficulty in doing that now. There's, there's yeah. a cap hit. There's a flat cap. Teams just can't afford it because they're not putting people in the seats anymore. So, I... It's not going to be McDavid that goes, but like, could it be a, like, I don't know if it's going to be a dry, so like someone would have to, cause they got to improve that decor. They have, that's the only thing I can think of like that Absolutely. decor and you find a goaltender like teams like are I, littered with, with goaltending prospects, draft a guy, like find a goalie in net to stop the puck for them. And I think they, Great. they jumped the gun a little bit with Koskinen signing him to that contract, thinking that he would grow into it. And it just hasn't been the case yet. Well, they were also banking the off season that they were going to pick up a goalie. That's why they were right in it with the Markstrom negotiations. Right. And then it just completely went Calgary's favor. That's a problem because <laughs> you can't rely on free agency. Like you need depth. Where's your depth? Like, you know, so I think that's what a lot of the, what I was gathering from Oilers Twitter was that they were really hinging on picking up a goaltender in the offseason, whether that be Markstrom, Holtby, uh, the, uh, who just retired, Crawford, you know. But it was you got funny it, you got I feel it. like after Markstrom, it didn't feel like, at least in my opinion, or like I didn't really see a whole lot, but they didn't seem like they were pushing towards anyone else. Like they had all their chips on Markstrom and that was it. 
Because Holpe didn't sign until a little bit later on, no? Uh, yeah, right. I forget yeah, the he did, wait, he did wait a little bit, yeah. yeah. I think it was only a couple of days, but it, it just seemed like they were all in on Markstrom, and if he was going to be the guy, and if he didn't do it, then they were saying, we're going with the same tandem. And then when they re-signed Mike Smith, I was, I was blown away that they made that move. Oh, well, man, that, that was just funny to watch the reaction on Twitter. <laughs> go back to... Go back to what you know, I guess. The thing with Mike Smith is he has highs and lows, but like he can be really good in the playoffs like he was a couple of years ago, and then he could be god-awful. So uh, I think it was just back to what they were familiar with. It's one more year, cost-effective, but that's not going to push the needle. You got to imagine if the Leafs don't get a deal done with Freddie Anderson by the end of this season, Edmonton comes knocking with a big deal. You have to. You just have to. You have. You got to keep your superstar happy. <laughs> so many hypotheticals here. Like I, I almost wanted to throw the question out: if, <laughs> if, uh, if Freddie does sign or does leave, what's he signing at? Where does he go? Who's his replacement? That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it, it just it all hinges. And the problem with it too is the fact that normally you have the entire eighty-two game season to figure yeah. out what they are. The worst part about Freddie, Mikey, like that, that you mentioned up the top, is that he bought off to his October Freddie start, as they like to call it. It'll have time to, to, to wait around and, and for him to get to his form. Like True. these games are not only so much more important because there's less of them. They're all divisional games. Like you talked yeah. about Eugene Melnick already being upset due to the fact that <laughs> Toronto Montreal had a three point game on the yeah. first game of the season. Yeah. Like these points are so critical. Oh, like, yeah. Toronto's have 20 games figured out. Like they don't have it. No, no, it's very tight. And the North Division presented by Scotiabank is. <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring that up earlier. I totally I forgot just... to say it, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? I, I grew into it. Whatever. Like, like, it's life. But it's the first that... time I've heard it since we even the day they announced it, to be honest. Yeah. You're right. Even even any like even when I see the the like when I go on the score or something, it yeah. still doesn't actually show like no, that. No. It, it's only on the NHL website, <laughs> but that was not my point. But yeah, what sorry. I'm trying to say is it's the tightest division. It is because in like if, with the other divisions, you can see, Oh, okay. These guys are going to be the bottom feeders. These guys are going to completely make the playoffs. No question about it. But with the North division, it's like, even you we're even talking about Ottawa here I that know. could somehow squeak in. We're not talking like in the other divisions that Detroit might squeak in or Chicago might squeak in. We're talking about Ottawa. Those pesky sends are back, and we are talking about them maybe getting a playoff spot. That's how tight this is. Yeah, so, Tim Stutzler. Yeah. yeah what, what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> So, so you know what, like it's, I, I'm excited from a hockey fan's perspective because there's going to be a lot of nail biters, Agreed. a lot of nail biters. So I'm just looking forward to that. And it's, it's it, unfortunately only four of these teams can make it. That's what sucks the most. Well, it sucks about a lot of divisions too. Like you look at the East and that's the one with, with uh, the Capitals, the Penguins, the Islanders, the Rangers, the yeah. Bruins, and like it's, it's that's a wild two or three of those teams who should be playoff teams aren't going to make it. Um, I, I feel like we can talk I mean, as long as this is recording. I want to keep going here, but yeah. we're having a good that, time. The one team that I've been not surprised about kind of the opposite. It's kind of what I expected this team to start out with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Thank you. Sorry. The Penguins have been, not only have they been like losing games. I mean, they squeaked out a, a win against Washington, but yeah, they haven't looked good. Their goaltending no. has not been there. And again, this, I, no overreactions here, but we're only a few games into the season. But goaltending doesn't look like it's settled in. Sid and Gino aren't 26-27 like they were. And I mean, they're only like 32-33. No. Um, 
<laughs> but but the supporting cast around them as they those guys start to age, they need to do a little bit more. And they went out and they acquired a Casperi Kapanen and who's not even there. I don't even know yeah. why, but they went out and they got Cody CC. I know Jack Johnson's <laughs> not there anymore, but like what do you make of Pittsburgh? And kind of the same question that you know was thrown my way with the what happens with Sid and Malkin? Like if, if huh. Pittsburgh starts going on a on a downward spiral and yeah. they're looking to you know, if, if that's kind of the end of the air there, and I'm not saying it is because I've learned to never go bet against the Penguins. I've been burned yeah. enough times. But at, yeah. at what point, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, do you think we got to start figuring some things out? The, Rutherford started ma- phoning it in once he got the call to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Ever since that mm-hmm. phone call, he's just been gone. Uh, but Mike and I talked about this on Twitter, actually, about the whole goaltending pro- uh, situation that they were in. I honestly, yeah, Jari was uh, an all-star sub-in, but you know that's a small sample size, and you're putting him on a roster that's not as deep as it used to be. That causes from concern. Uh, I don't really believe in DeSmith either. Uh, what you do if you're Pittsburgh, I don't know. I'd get the GM out of there. I know he's won you two Stanley Cups, but like three. two or three? No, two, two. Oh, he was he's the back been there back. for two. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I get him out of there clean house because I'm telling you ever since that phone call from the hall of fame, he has just been on another, he's not even in an, on another planet. He's been on another galaxy, Like, come on Cody CC. I get it. It's a very small salary, but I mean, we saw what happened the other night, you know? So uh, I would just, I would start from the front office and then, you know, I, the thing is, Malkin is so great that I feel like of the two, he's going to be the one that might get, you know, get the ax. And I don't want that to happen for them because Malkin, yeah. when he's healthy is lethal. Well, yeah, that that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, if, if you're looking at either Crosby or Malkin as obviously the main piece, Sidney Crosby's not going anywhere. I don't care about the Wayne Gretzky never got traded. Ovechkin Crosby, they're staying in Washington, Pittsburgh till the end. Yeah. And I'll be the first one to admit, I said I was wrong if that happens otherwise. The problem with this is I think Pittsburgh's going to get into a bit of a problem. Um, Malkin, you know, apparently a year or two ago, he was threatening to leave. He had problems with Phil. Phil went to Arizona. It got resolved. It is what it is. You're going to have a hard time. And Malkin's a fantastic player. Top 100 of all time. Con Smythe, three Stanley Cups, on and on. Who's going to want a guy at that age for a $9 million cap hit I think he's got? And then... You're going to, if, if he doesn't want to leave or no one wants to take him, what are you going to do? You're just going to let him walk when he becomes a free agent, whenever that time is, you're going to get nothing out of him. Pittsburgh, I'm saying they're in trouble because I think they're going to end up forced to keep Crosby and Malkin, maybe Latang, and they're just going to have to, <clears throat> excuse me, they're just going to have to sell off guys like Gensel and all the supporting players around them. And they're just going to have to go through the draft and it's going to be a long, painful process. They're going to, I can picture them being stuck in like limbo where Chicago has been for the last couple of years with Kane and Taves. They got locked into those guys. They've had to let everyone else go, and they kept Keith. It's literally almost the same situation if they had hung on to Marc-Andre Fleury. It would have been the same as Corey Crawford, Keith and Latang, Taves Kane, Crosby Malkin. You know what I mean? And they have to trade off everyone else, and they have to draft well. And if they draft well, well, you got to let them go because you're not going to be able to pay them, yeah. a.k.a. Tavo Teravainen, Artemi Panarin. The list goes on and on. They're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna they're in trouble and no man's land. Yeah, it's it's no man's land, and it's the worst thing to be in any sport, NHL, baseball, NBA, NFL. 
mediocrity and being stuck in limbo is the worst because you're not at the top and you're not at the bottom where you have a chance to rebuild. You're just in the middle and you're coasting and you got to suffer for like two, three years and you just don't go anywhere. But you know, like like we said, yeah, stranger (laughs) things have happened. Maybe one of them goes, they get a ton of cap space. You know, maybe the NHL gets an influx of money and the cap goes up to 100 billion, but I doubt that's going to happen. And, and but yeah, me, it's it's I, scary times. It's yeah. it's something that I have mentioned several times on our podcast uh, is the fact that eventually and pretty evidently that Pittsburgh is slowing down. They're not as dominant as they used to be. Uh, so I've thrown out on our podcast. If you're the general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins, where do you go from here? What do you do with your top two guys, uh, Gino and Crosby? I mean, what do you do with two players like that? So I kind of threw in, do you trade these guys, which obviously, like Gio said, Crosby's not going anywhere. He's a, he's a franchise player or whatever. But at this point, you're the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Are you going to stick it out for another three, four years of mediocrity? Uh, maybe making the playoffs, you don't really know, though, until these guys retire? Or do you, do you sign them? Do you trade? Like, I don't know what they would do. I, I mean, personally, I think it's a business. You got to do what you got to do. Start the rebuild now, if that's the case. Uh, you know, it's tough to say, though. It's tough to make those decisions. And I, I agree with Gio. I think they're in for a, a, a rude couple of, of next couple of years. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think so, too. I will say this. I will never, like, I'll never hold it against a general manager or a team for going into this spot after you've won two or three Stanley Cups. Like the Kings where they are right Absolutely. now, I don't blame them at all. You won two Stanley Cups in a four-year period. You took out uh, a former Stanley Cup champ in the Chicago Blackhawks. Like I I honestly, like Chicago this year, I actually had pegged before injuries and illnesses and all that as a team that might surprise. Kirby Doc was going to be coming back from the World yeah. Juniors. I know a couple of defensemen because they were with the London Knights organization. So I know them a little bit better. They had Al Kugula, Adam Bokvis is a guy, but they, just injuries are riddled them. Their goaltending situation got all messed up. They went in with Malcolm Subban, who like I oh, said on, on the show, it, it, you know what, though? I will say, like, Malcolm Subban on a Vegas, Malcolm Subban on a team in front of him, Tax going, no, absolutely not. You're, you're, no, no, we didn't like him. We didn't like him when he, when he was there. We, we got nervous. And I wasn't the only one that was nervous. I will say that. But that's the thing. Like, like, it could be a lot worse situations, right? Like, Pittsburgh going through this now, Chicago's going through it, LA's going through it. They all won cups. San Jose is in the exact same spot, oh, and they didn't win a cup. Like, you walked into Carlson for 11 mil, Burns for whatever, 9-5. Couture's on a, you know, a fairly decent deal, even though he's you know, a younger guy. But you, you had a lot of an older guys, like two, three years ago, with Thorntons and Marlowe's and all that, and they had nothing to show for it. So, yeah, like, I will nothing. never hold a team against it for, for being in this position and, and signing your Canes and your Taveses to $10.5 million deals. If they win three Stanley Cups, it's worth it. I, well, I agree with you. I, I just want to throw out there, uh, I agree with you, and I also show no sympathy over these next three, four years. No, 100% no. Teams like that as they as they go through it because as a Leaf fan, I've been going through it my whole life. So well, there's all there's there's also an example right in our own backyard to change sports, and that's the Toronto Raptors. Last year, two years ago, they won an NBA championship, and we it was honestly the greatest thing 
shocking because we saw the progression from six years ago when they made that first trip to the playoffs and Kyle Lowry was overweight, DeMar DeRozan was still young, and they got beat by Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett in Brooklyn, and then they just kept going back at it. They kept going back. You know, it was a first round, oh, second round, and then they backtracked. They got swept by Washington, but then they go back and they go to the conference finals, and then they finally had to make big moves. They made they brought in Kawhi, Danny Green. They won a title. They tried to run it back. You know, Kawhi left. That's another story, but we're seeing it this year. And Nick Nurse won coach of the year last year. They got off to a terrible start, and everyone's like, yeah, it sucks. They're brutal, but guys, yeah. we won a championship like a year ago. Like, let's, let's relax here a little bit. But eventually, reality will hit, and it's like, okay, enough's enough. That's a long time ago. Let's get back yeah, to that it's, point. It's right? one thing. Uh, I think a lot of sports fans in general, they have very, very short uh, they have very short oh, yeah. memory, so uh, not Leaf fans. Though. Not not Leaf fans because it's, it's not even memory. It's in, it's burning our hearts. Uh, you guys are you guys are still mad about ninety three, bro? And you had a parade away. for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, you're right, though. I think there's just I think everything's a little bit of a uh, you know everything gets blown out of proportion. Uh, but I think you're right, G. I think uh, you know a couple years down the road, people are going to come back knocking on the doors. So. I mean, Kak, you say since 93, I, I still feel sick to my stomach when I feel of when I think of 2013, mm. never mind. All right. it's rough. <laughs> I mean, I was going back anyways, we, <laughs> we hit a low. Yeah, that too. Man, there's too many. There's honestly there's too, too many. many. <laughs> I don't want to pull out the list of things here. Uh, yeah, it's no. a bit rough, like seriously. But uh, I mean, I, you know, uh, I had an opportunity to join your guys show and, and it's been awesome having you guys here. I mean, talk about what you guys do. I mean, basically this conversation here is, is, is how your pod goes. I listen to you guys all the time. And I mean, these are the conversations that you guys have. You guys throw out hypotheticals, you guys, you know, do rankings, you do all kinds of, of, of amazing stuff, you know, talk about, you know, a, what you guys have maybe coming up in your show and, and, and what you guys have going on now. Wow, boys, anyone want to take the floor here? I mean, I was, yeah, I was like, gonna let Geo take this one we, because yeah. Geo's Geo's a mastermind over there. Well, nah, let's let's we're all good at this, you know. Um, you know, I don't I don't know, man. It's we're planning to have you back in a couple weeks. Um, we we've done some collabs with some friends we've met in the United States. You know, if you know, we are watch our show with Annie and the guys from Slump Buster. We talk a lot of football and a lot of California sports with Annie and stuff like that. Big plans for the future. I don't know, man. I think we're just going to keep plugging along now. We're actually going to be able to yell a lot more, have more debates, more arguments about the Leafs, the Habs. Mike, Mike's actually a massive Habs fan. I know you said he's yeah. a huge Leaf fan with Thornton, but he, he, he's a Habs fan. We just, he just won't show it. He won't admit it. But it's I okay. see a little red at the bottom. I was, I was, I, tried to hide uh, it. Yeah, listen, right. Liar! Liar! I was going to say, listen, my I don't know if my face was going red there because I do have a little bit of a soft spot for the Habs. My whole family has fans. Uh, you know, I love the... I, I live for the He Habs has a picture movie. of Guy Lafleur holding yeah. him as a baby. Yeah, it doesn't get more weird. ingrained as a Habs no. fan than that. Like... <laughs> That's, that's true. God, there's a little story that goes uh, goes with that as well. Guy picks me up. My dad's holding my brother. Guy goes to pick me up and he goes, oh, and he looks at my dad. I must have been like four at this point. And I was still a hefty kid when I was young. Right. Looks at my dad and my dad starts laughing. He's like, yeah, it's a, that's a heavy kid. You got there. <laughs> wasn't expecting that. Uh, yeah, I think it was for his Hall, Hall of Fame inauguration. So it was sure. Cool. 
but yeah. but 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 stuff that we've done in the past we do like funny segments like well when we had the studio we would do like hockey card drafts uh we do uh this game called face up with like trivia player not a player we just there's a random name and you have to find out or you don't have to find out you have to guess if they've played in the nhl or not i'm wearing the stupid helmet in case someone says something stupid uh but that's unfortunately because- we're not in studio so mike can't yeah. exclusively be wearing that helmet all at once yeah, but fair. once we get so, there <laughs> but we have we would do like these other we do fun stuff we try to keep it fun and we try to like do things that either we don't really see another hockey podcast or stuff that we've always wanted to do and you know just and do that so we try to keep it fun and uh some it does get it does get loud sometimes um but that's you know that's part of it it will get loud it's gonna continue mike and i i almost killed mike through the screen a few weeks ago (laughs) i was gonna say once we get into studio things will start to pick up a little bit we'll get yeah then i'll choke you for real i mean sorry you're right it'll Mm -hmm. make for great content uh but yeah i mean we're we're trying to find different ways to, you know, pump different, different types of content out. Uh, I was talking to Gio today actually about creating a TikTok uh, account and, you know, and, and just because, you know, I'm not like a super, I'm not big into TikTok or anything right. like that, but you know, a lot of it's like, it's got a big movement right now. And a we, lot of people are, we, are sort of on it. So and we've been talking about Twitch for, I think since the beginning and, of this. So and exactly. So <laughs> Twitch is something that we wanted to, to get going as well. Uh, setting up our, our Twitch account, we're going to start doing, uh, you know, we want to get a little bit more fan interaction, you know, make yeah. it a little we, bit more yeah, fun and, for, and, for and, the people. And, and yeah. listener of the month was a Big that's that part was another that, thing yeah right so we every month we bring in someone that has either you know reviewed Reached it out, obviously watched it done yeah. whatever yeah um so so you know that was part of it you know for the people unlike some provincial leaders could be anybody okay it's not the one guy you're <laughs> thinking guys uh but um so that was that was part of it too and then colin mulvey who was an echl player he also played in europe literally reached out to us yeah and was like hey i want to be on the show and we're like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely cool. yeah i'm not gonna say no come on so so that's been kind of kind of fun as well yeah. um so yeah no that's I, it. I love it guys i love the fact that too i remember when when i came on your show for the first time i hadn't had this podcast yet and honestly a little bit of it was being on your show and i'm like it's kind of fun i i would love to do something like this so it's yeah. it's probably it, like man. some that's of this is, is because of you guys so can i ask you what can I ask you, where did the name Second Thoughts come from? Where did that originate? I had that written down for some time. Uh, okay. That was It, it was just, it, it, it's, it's, it's dumb, right? You think of, of all the other ones out there and you can't go, like in football terms, there's like fourth and one, there's uh, ESPN first take and, and there's all those ones. So I just thought like, you know, it, it's a saying that everybody goes through, like, you know what, Second Thought. And then it was just Second Thoughts. It was kind of one of those things that had a nice ring to it. It stuck, yeah. it was short, it was simple. <laughs> happen to work and uh and i kind of ran with it yeah like, no i didn't think it was awesome. stupid i just was like oh that's an interesting no, for sure. <laughs> like i'm not i just no i, I wanted to clarify that there because no, someone if someone if someone's like oh now kyle no i'm like i don't i didn't think it was dumb he said it i didn't say it he oh, said it man. no it's good good for you kyle it's uh you got definitely got the personality i know you, you were doing the radio uh for a while as well so obviously you got a good radio voice um but i, I don't know i mean it's kind of cool that you came on our show kind of fun you were like hey you know what let's let's maybe start it up for myself uh geo like that's kind of how i did it cac and geo reached out to me uh you know i'm kind of i would say i'm i'm a more new hockey fan i I would say 2000 and later on (laughs) cac knows knows, uh you know like a ton of 
information that I didn't even know existed or mattered in the world about hockey. So, uh, you know, that's for me, it was more so of a fun kind of hobby thing coming into it. Uh, and it, it, that's why I continue to do it because it's a lot of fun and it gives me an outlet to, you know, complain about, about my Leafs. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, you know, it's, that's worth it on its own. I think. Other than therapy. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. is therapy. That's, I think <laughs> I actually therapy. said that once. I think this, I said that this is free therapy for me, so I'll <laughs> take it. Oh my gosh, guys. I love it. All right. Last thing here before we, before we head on out, give me a bold prediction for this year. Like one bold prediction that, that you think could come to fruition by, by season's end or you, including postseason, whatever the case may be. Um, I, I want to hear. Uh, I'll go first. And honestly, I didn't say this, but it, it is a bold prediction and I'm going to stick within my gut. Ottawa makes the playoffs. Yeah. And this is insane. And I can't believe after everything I just said <laughs> about the Leafs, about who I'm going to choose as my top four in the North division, but mine is going to be the Leafs missing the playoffs. Yep. That's going to uh, be mine. Is that I even bold? <laughs> it's bold yeah. for me because it hurts. They didn't technically make it last year. <laughs> they, I know. I know they didn't. Yeah. I just um, felt my blood pressure go up and my heart rate increase just saying that. So, whew. I don't. I, is this a bold take saying that Winnipeg might make the play? I don't know if that's a bold take. I don't know if that's a take that's bold enough. A, a uh, bold take would be Patrick Line is not on the Winnipeg Jets by the end of the season. No, he, he stays. Be. I think Dubois. Ooh, that is a bold take. I think maybe possibly Dubois stays for a, a quite a while in Columbus. I don't think he's getting traded right away. I don't think he's getting traded anytime soon. You know that that will be probably my bold take. I don't. There's just there's so many other logistics and Kekalainen. You know, like trying to kick tires on Montreal with Suzuki. No, 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 no. C'est pas moi. That ain't happening. <laughs> so, I think that Columbus uh, is gonna be familiar with Dubois for a while, and then maybe the Jets make the playoffs. <laughs> I think mine's inspired by what you guys, what our conversation was with Pittsburgh. I'm just because they're bold predictions, and like who knows mm. if they happen or not. But yeah. I think things get so bad in Pittsburgh. I think one of Malkin or Lepang gets moved before season's end. Wow. Yeah. That would, that would, that you know what? Uh, let's do it. That's a hot tamale of a take. I like it. I would For like to see here. it too. I would like to see that actually. And I don't know if you happen to listen, but I actually had Pittsburgh not making the playoffs this year. I had Philly winning that division. So, uh, I don't know. That's a hot take on its own, but it's, it, you know, it's not that hot anymore. So <laughs> no, it really isn't anymore with, with Philly. No one's, uh, they're not on anyone's, no, they're not, they're not coming up behind the rear view anymore. Everyone knows they're there and, and they're uh, at Carter Hart and their defensive core and up front, like you, the great stories with Nolan Patrick coming back and he scored in his first game and yep. um, uh, Lindholm or Lindbaum, uh, Lindblom, yeah. Lindblom, yeah. Oscar Lindblom, yeah. Oscar Lindblom from, uh, from cancer and like, yeah. they're not just story. great stories. Like they're also good players. They're like, great players. And they, I think they got so much momentum going for them. So many, like you said, so many positive things coming into that organization right now. I think they're just going to ride with it. And I, I think they're going to yeah. surprise a lot of people. Philly is no matter how good Philly is, they're never really, at least for me, they're never on my radar. So they're always kind of like a little underdog in the back of my uh, head. There, so. Well, Travis Konechny, he's off to a hot start. He's tied for the league lead in points. Mike, Jacob Vortrek's your favorite fantasy player of all time, and he's on fire getting a hat trick. And I then love telling, Jake telling, report, of telling reporters to right shove now. it up. Yeah. yeah, telling reporters to shove it up their hoop. Um, it's been great. They're, they're, on, they're on a roll, man. They're the Broad Street Bullies right now. Oh, yeah, and I, I like to see it. I never liked Philly when I was younger growing up, but I, I like them now. I like their team now. I was always a big JVR guy, surprisingly, when he was in Toronto. Uh, I almost got a JVR jersey, actually. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like Voracek. I think he's a great player. So, I, I don't know. I'm looking for Philly to surprise a lot of people. Okay. Oh, I think I might have a, 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 a spicy hot take. Taylor Hall gets traded. Ooh, that is a spot more. He's got like <laughs> four <it> teams. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I was like, that wasn't that was those weren't hot enough. I'm thinking maybe that one might be because Buffalo. I love you guys, but come on. I know, I know. Yeah, oh and I think God. Buffalo's gonna surprise a lot of people this year too. Again with the uh, Buffalo. I don't, I don't. Uh, and oh they're God. not sure. And, and that was my original take. Leaving the Bulls, not the Sabres. Bills. Sorry, not Bulls. Bills. Oh, geez. <laughs> they didn't do anything defensively. Stuff. They're sticking with Linus Allmark, who He's a good kid. I mean, he's he's, he's a solid maybe 1B, but they didn't – same thing at Edmonton, right? They didn't, they didn't address the defense, even though, like, there are names there. They had all those guys last year. It didn't work. Goaltending yeah. didn't work. And all you did was add a couple scorers right. to a team that just gives up goals and who aren't defensive players. So, I don't know. I I also think that the division at the rain is just going to – they're not going to oh. be able to hold their own. That's – yeah, that, that that's going to kick them in the keister. Yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, I think uh, I think we'll call it a wrap there. But uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on here. I mean, you are the first official guest, so let's uh, like pop a pop a celebration of that one in a free, little. Free, 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 free. Uh, the guys from the Face Off Hockey Podcast. Uh, make sure you go check them out. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, they're going to be on Twitch soon. They're going to have a TikTok account. They're going to be yes, literally you think of a platform. We're uh, spamming you. We're going to spam you guys. Uh, at face off hockey or face off puck pod. Sorry on, uh, on social media guys, as always, I look forward to talking with you a lot more. Anytime you want to come back on by all means, I'd love to be on your show as well. And uh, we'll and do it. I'm pumped we'll to see it. the way the rest of the season works out and, and maybe we'll Me come too. together playoff time and we'll make some predictions then. Absolutely. Many more therapy leave sessions in the this future. This has been fun. Thank you so yes. much, Kyle. Should Thanks, we, buddy. Should, should we end it off with a little oh. Yager salute? Yeah, we're our Yager salute. Just want to say a huge thank you again to the three guys, Gio, Mike, and Kak, for joining me here on the Second Thoughts podcast. Uh, like you heard it throughout the entire interview, uh, they are at Face Off Hockey Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. They are also on YouTube. They do a lot of really amazing things. They're, they're just such a blast to be a part of. And, uh, you know, like they said, I'm going to be hopefully hopping on their show in the next couple of weeks to talk about, you know, some of the things around the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, they know that, you know, I have a little bit of a connection here with the London Knights and give them some updates on the OHL, you know, discuss a few other things. And we're going to cross promote one another. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic time. And uh, and yeah, just an absolute blast. So make sure you uh, you give them some love as well. But that is it for the show today. I appreciate you listening in. Hopefully you enjoyed my chat with the guys from the Face Off Hockey Podcast. And uh, yeah, hopefully more interviews, more guests coming on the show. I'm, I'm slowly starting to reach out more and more. I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to spoil anything yet, but I've got a, a couple exciting things in the works or things that I'm in the process of doing or at least looking into uh, that will be able to generate maybe a little bit more content on social media. will help spread the love a little bit more. And it's, uh, it's all well and good. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of the week. I'll see you back here on Friday. Until then, that's a wrap.